Hi, everyone. This is Curly Conspiracies. I'm Holly Lowerman, and I will be your host for this week's episode. Here with me is Brooke Sasser. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year, everyone. So when you think of inventors, the first person to come to mind is probably Thomas Edison. He invented the incandescent light bulb, the motion picture camera, the alkaline battery, and the phonograph, just to name a few. But you may also know him for being infamous for taking other people's ideas and patenting them as his own. There was one time, however, he made an invention to be able to communicate with the dead, but he destroyed it before going public with it. Or so the legends claim. So let's put on our tinfoil hats and learn about the spirit phone, the invention that scared away its competition. Edison was known for being a rags-to-riches legend in the United States. He was born in Milan, Ohio in 1847 as the youngest of seven children. According to History.com, he suffered from hearing loss at the age of 12. Reportedly, he was almost deaf in one ear and completely deaf in the other, which caused him to leave school and start working by selling food and drinks on a train. Once the Civil War started, he traveled across the country as a telegrapher. At first, he excelled at his job because Morse code was inscribed on the paper, but then telegraphs came with a sounding key where they had to quote-unquote read the message by listening to the sounds of the clicks. But Edison struggled to hear the clicking sounds to translate them into characters for Morse code with dots and dashes. And he realized at this point that any job he had would be difficult for him because he couldn't hear well. So instead of trying to find a job that would accommodate his loss of hearing, he decided to create objects to make his and others with the same problems lives easier. One of the inventions he created was a printer that would change the signals from the electrical telegraph to letters. That's interesting that that's kind of how Thomas Edison got his start. I had no idea that he got famous off of his loss of hearing and trying to make things in his life more accessible. I mean, that's pretty creative, especially for that time. Yeah, it really is. And of course, we all know that was just the start. He quit telegraphy to become an inventor full time. He even had his own laboratory and a machine shop in New Jersey. And there he created the carbon transmitter that made the audio of the telephone louder and clearer to understand. He also invented the electronic voting recorder, the phonograph, the light bulb, and he ended up acquiring 1,093 patents in his lifetime. I had no idea that he had over a thousand patents. I mean, that seems almost suspicious. Like, (laughs) that's a lot. It is a lot. And we're going to dig into that a little bit in just a minute because now there are people that also speculate some of these patents were not his own creations and ideas. The fluoroscope and the voice recorder that Edison received patents for were already invented years ago. 
A German scientist, Wilhelm Röntgen, used the fluoroscope to take an x-ray of his wife's hand several years prior. And a printer from France created the phonograph that recorded speech 15 years before. Some have said that maybe he didn't know those were already invented, but those are not the only inventions he quote-unquote stole. Edison is also known as the father of motion pictures, but there's evidence that Louis Le Prince had created the motion picture camera before Edison. But when Louis Le Prince was going to patent it in England, he mysteriously disappeared, which really, that should be a whole episode of its own. Whoa, so he just disappeared? I mean, do they think Edison is responsible? That is one of the theories. It is such a weird mystery, and I don't want to get too off topic, but Louis Le Prince was on a train and then never seen again. His luggage also vanished, so there was just no trace of him. It was really bizarre. But anyway, to get back on track with Thomas Edison and his inventions, there was one, however, that has been highly debated by experts and lesser known to the public on whether or not Thomas Edison was actually working on it. It has been known by many names, the ghost machine, the spirit box, the death machine, and the spirit phone. We will discuss this device right after this commercial break. Now back to the show. Allegedly, the spirit phone was going to be used to talk to the dead. And I get it, this sounds pretty far-fetched compared to his other inventions. He usually worked with electricity and machinery like generators and the alkaline storage battery, not really having anything to do with the paranormal. But we need to remember the time period he lived in. He was born in 1847 and died in 1931. He grew up and lived through the emergence of the spiritualism movement. This movement supposedly started when Maggie and Kate, or the Fox sisters, started to hear mysterious voices and noises from the spirit world in their home in Hydesville, New York. They became famous for being able to hear the sounds from the spirit world, which then became a movement to learn more about life after death. The Ouija board was also created during this time, and it wasn't out of the ordinary for people to hold seances as a gathering event. I remember talking about this in the Ouija board conspiracy episode as well, that seances were just a regular Saturday night event and people wanted to know more about the afterlife. So it was comforting for them to be able to try to speak to their loved ones after they passed, which I don't know. I feel like this is not a normal Saturday night nowadays. So very interesting (laughs) to think that this was happening all the time back then. (laughs) It is really crazy to think about. And during this movement, there was also ghost photography featuring ectoplasm, and even people with great influence talked about spiritualism, such as English physicist Sir Oliver Lodge and the writer of Sherlock Holmes, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was convinced he had spoken with his deceased son. The spiritualism movement hit its peak during the 1840s to 1920s, which was pretty much Thomas Edison's whole life. 
So him wanting to make an invention to talk to the dead wouldn't be outlandish, especially right after World War One, when many people in the United States lost their loved ones fighting overseas and were desperate to speak to them just one more time. We first learned about the spirit phone invention from Thomas Edison's interview with the American Magazine in 1920. He stated, quote, I have been at work for some time building an apparatus to see if it is possible for personalities which have left this earth to communicate with us, end quote. And then in another interview, this time with the magazine Scientific American in the same month and year as the previous interview, Edison stated, quote, I have been thinking for some time of a machine or apparatus which could be operated by personalities which have passed on to another existence or sphere, end quote. Later on in that same article, the author writes, quote, The apparatus which he is reported to be building is still in the experimental stage, end quote. So Edison said it himself then that he was actually making this device. I mean, that seems like pretty compelling evidence. And it also sounds like there may have been a prototype, especially when the author wrote that Edison was building it and it was in this experimental stage. And that is what a lot of people believe. I mean, he said that he had been working on it for some time, like building it. And Thomas Edison was a celebrity at this time. When he was interviewed or he wrote about something, everyone listened or everyone read it. So he and the interviewers knew that these articles in these magazines were going to gain a lot of traction. So in that same interview, Thomas Edison was quoted saying, quote, I don't claim that our personalities pass on to another existence or sphere. I don't claim anything because I don't know anything about the subject. For that matter, no human being knows. But I do claim that it is possible to construct an apparatus which will be so delicate that if there are personalities in another existence or sphere who wish to get in touch with us in this existence or sphere, the apparatus will at least give them a better opportunity to express themselves than the tilting tables and wraps and Ouija boards and mediums and other crude methods now purported to be the only means of communication. I believe that if we are to make any real progress in the psychic investigation, we must do it with scientific apparatus and in a scientific manner, just as we do in medicine, electricity, chemistry, and other fields, end quote. Yeah, so as you can see, he did not necessarily believe in the seances, mediums, and Ouija boards, but he did believe if there were spirits in another realm that wanted to talk to us, it would have to be done with an apparatus. And being the businessman that he was, we know that if he were to invent a machine to communicate with the dead, it was going to be made using science. And just like in the past, when there is an idea out there that hasn't been invented yet, or at least scientifically, and there is a want for it, then this presented an opportunity for Edison to make money to create it himself. So it made sense for him to construct this type of machine. Here's the problem, though. No one has ever found this device. No prototypes, no schematics, nothing. That's really bizarre. So they didn't find any plans or sketches or, I mean, anything about the spirit phone? They found nothing about a spirit phone anywhere in his possessions. 
That's really weird. I mean, it seemed like he was talking it up earlier in this quote with the magazine and the Scientific American. I mean, the author said he was even building it. So, I mean, could it have gotten lost or someone had taken it? Like, I don't know. It's just bizarre. They didn't find any piece of it. Yeah, and I thought so, too. I mean, these are possibilities, but there really isn't any evidence for either of those happening. But in 2015, there was a diary that was found in a thrift store. It was written in 1949. It was actually the diary of Thomas Edison, translated into French by Philip Baudouin. For the longest time, the final chapter was missing until this version was found with it intact. This chapter talks about Thomas Edison's thoughts of the afterlife, including the spirit phone. Just like his invention of the carbon transmitter did, Edison wanted to amplify not only the audio of the telephone and others' voices, but amplify the voices of the dead as well. In the book, it stated Edison believed that ghosts were real and that they probably had a lot to say. According to Fizz.org's article about Edison's diary, it stated that he even made a pact with an engineer working with him, William Walter Dinwiddie, that whoever died first, quote, would try to send a message to the survivor from beyond, end quote. I'm assuming the message was never sent or retrieved? Not from William Walter Dinwiddie, but supposedly, I mean, you're going to have to take this with a grain of salt. In 1941, colleagues of Edison decided that they wanted to continue working on the spirit phone. So they hired a medium who tried to communicate with Edison in the afterlife, and they were able to make contact. Edison gave them some tips and tricks of how to improve on his spirit phone that he had made previously. His colleagues tried it with Edison's suggestions twice, but the improved contraptions still did not work. This is hilarious to me that they used a medium to talk to him in the afterlife, which, I mean, he qu was quoted saying that it was phony and crude. <laughs> and so I don't know. I, that's hilarious that he was talking to them through a medium, if he really was. <laughs> right. And then I also have to think that they try to talk to Thomas Edison in the afterlife to figure out how to communicate with people in the afterlife. Uh, it's not really adding up for me. Like I'm kind of confused on why they would need to even be able to build a spirit phone when it seems like the medium would already be pretty successful, right? I mean, yeah. if the medium was successfully able to talk to people after they died already, why would there be a need for a spirit phone to begin with? Right? Yeah. That, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it, really make sense. It also seems like seances would be easier than the spirit phone, too, or at least more effective. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and you're not the only one to say that either. Other people have said that, too. Then, in 1933, Modern Mechanics magazine published an article and claimed that the author knew more details about the spirit phone. The article stated that the spirit phone used a, quote, tiny pencil of light coming from a powerful lamp, bored through the darkness and struck the active surface of this cell where it was transformed instantly into a feeble electric current. 
Any object, no matter how thin, transparent, or small, would cause a registration on the cell if it cut through the beam, end quote. So pretty much those particles would show the presence of the afterlife. The article goes on to say that Edison spent hours watching the instruments, but nothing occurred, and that is why no one had heard of the experiment. The problem with this article is that there were no sources, and it was published two years after he had already died. Is there any way that the details could have come from someone who worked closely with Edison, like someone working for him? It's hard to say, again, because there aren't any sources in the article. I mean, there were illustrations of what the spirit phone looked like, which was kind of interesting considering Thomas Edison never flat out said what it would look like in the interviews while he was alive. In the article, it looked like a black box with a cylindrical top and some sort of meter attached to it. There was, however, a story on Reddit by the username A. Carter 8 that his teacher read to him in class about Thomas Edison from Reader's Digest, Mysteries of the Unexplained. A. Carter 8 wrote, quote, Our teacher went on to explain to the class that Thomas Edison had once created a fantastical invention, the death machine. This device, so it was said, was created in order to contact and communicate with the dead. After years and years of working on this device, it was nearly complete. One night, Edison was working late in his office while his secretary finished some paperwork at her desk outside his office door. All of a sudden, Edison burst through the door, disheveled and wild-eyed. Startled, the secretary was obviously taken aback and asked him what was wrong. Edison refused to say a word about what had happened, but promptly began destroying the death machine. He even went as far as to burn all the documents and anything that had to do with the device, essentially wiping it from history. Understandably, my class was spellbound by the story. But was it true? End quote. Again, there isn't anything corroborating this story from the article, but it does make you wonder if there was someone working for Thomas Edison, like a secretary or a colleague, that actually saw him create this machine. That is really interesting, though. And I mean, if it is true, it would explain why we don't have any evidence of this ever being a thing. So, I mean, it kind of helps fit the pieces of the puzzle together. It really does. I mean, those were kind of my thoughts, too. So now the question is, was Thomas Edison in the process or successful in creating the spirit phone? a device used to communicate with the dead? Or was this all a hoax? We will discuss the theories after this commercial break. Now back to the show. With no prototypes or blueprint found of the spirit phone, some suggest it was all a hoax. The two interviews that were conducted while Thomas Edison was alive were both in the month of October. Magazines were known to publish fictional stories or have a special spooky edition in order to celebrate the month. In this theory, it is believed that Thomas Edison was pulling a prank on the reporters. However, it backfired and everyone took the interviews as real. Then the newspapers started publishing their own articles about the interviews from the magazines, and it was too late to say it was a prank because the news spread far and wide. So then he decided that he would leave it be and continue on with his regular inventions. 
He was also known for not believing in medium, psychics, or Ouija boards, so the spirit phone is pretty non-scientific compared to his other inventions. This would then be a humorous article for the magazine, and on top of this, Edison also contradicts himself in these articles. At one point, he says he's thinking about making some sort of machine to talk to the dead. And in the same interview, he said he was in the middle of creating it, which stood out to some historians as inconsistent. On the other hand of this theory, we know Thomas Edison was a serious man and never really did pranks. If he were to prank someone, why mention it in two different interviews? He was a celebrity in what some have said a national superstar at the time. If he were to say he was in the middle of inventing a spirit phone as a hoax, why would he never clarify it later? His reputation meant a lot to him and he would not want to damage it for a possible prank. And then B.C. Forbes, the magazine's co-founder, wrote in a 1920 article that, quote, Edison reads not for entertainment, but to increase his store of knowledge, end quote. So why would he do an interview for entertainment rather than for others' knowledge? Another theory was that Thomas Edison stole the idea. As we talked about earlier, Edison is widely known for stealing inventions that were already created by someone else, sometimes even years prior. There were times that he would take someone else's ideas but not fully understand how they work. Some suspect that the spirit phone was actually another person's idea that was presented to him, an idea he overheard or an idea that he had read about. This would be why Edison was not able to describe in detail how the spirit phone functioned or what it looked like. In the past, he also had others that worked under him try to figure out something that maybe he couldn't or to at least improve the inventions. The last theory is that Thomas Edison was working on the spirit phone, whether it was all in his head or not. Thomas Edison discussed this invention in two different interviews. It was almost as if he wanted to advertise a new invention he was going to be working on to get everyone excited for it and have them waiting in anticipation. He also had a chapter in his diary talking about how he believed in personalities in another realm after people die and that they just needed their voices amplified so we could all hear it. After all, Edison understood what it was like not to be able to hear being deaf in one ear and partially deaf in the other. He wanted to hear them and others to be able to hear them too. And of course, being a businessman, it didn't hurt that if he made this invention, he would be even more rich. That is one thing he valued more than anything else. This theory can go in a couple of different directions, though. Legend says that he was actually successful in inventing the spirit phone, but he was so terrified of his creation after trying it out that he destroyed it because no one should have that capability. Others believe that he tried to make a prototype, but it kept failing, so he got rid of all the evidence and fear that it would make him look like a failure after trying to advertise it in these interviews. Or that it really was an idea that was just in his head and never made it on paper. Thomas Edison died in 1931, but the spirit phone remains a mystery that no one has been able to figure out. Were all of his interviews just a hoax? 
Did Thomas Edison take the idea from someone else but didn't give all the details because he didn't know how to explain it himself? Or did Thomas Edison invent it or try to invent it but destroyed the evidence afterwards? What do you think, Brooke? I'm a little conflicted on this one. I mean, I definitely think that Edison was not pranking anybody and was for sure contemplating the idea of a spirit box. He seems too serious to pull a prank like this, and this was very on trend for that time period. I mean, this was a super common activity back then to talk to the dead, so as a businessman, it would be smart for him to jump on the bandwagon and create a device similar to others, as well as discredit all the other methods in all one fail swoop yeah that would definitely be something that he would do yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes his marketing manager was on point for the time So I will say that I do think it's one of two theories. So 50% of me thinks that Thomas Edison knew of someone creating a device that he wanted to steal or had plans to steal, but that plan never came to be. And the spirit box that he was speaking of did eventually come out, but by another inventor, by the real inventor, thankfully. But 50% of me also wants to believe the theory from Reddit that he did pull off this invention, but something went so evil or so unnatural that he ended up getting rid of everything. Okay, it's probably not the second theory, but it does make a good story. (laughs) It is a good story, for sure. (laughs) But what do you think, Holly? So I want to start off with the first theory that it was all a hoax. I have a difficult time believing it was all a hoax because, like you said, it seems like Thomas Edison was a pretty serious businessman. He was all about trying to invent the next upcoming machine that would be popular. He also valued his reputation, so I would think that he would not do interviews as a joke. I think that he really intended on creating the machine. To go to the second theory, it would not surprise me if someone had come up with the spirit phone first and Edison tried to create a successful one before anyone else could, but he didn't really know actually how to make it work. So I think it could actually be a combination of him stealing the idea from someone, trying to create it, advertise it, but then was never successful with it. So then he destroyed the evidence to not show his failure with inventing it, especially if it was someone else's idea first. He probably didn't want to be caught with another inventor's idea in his possession. So he stole it, created it, but then destroyed the evidence when he could not figure out how to make it. But what do you all think? The spirit phone was one of a few mysteries surrounding Thomas Edison that historians debate upon. If only we could use the spirit phone and ask him ourselves. Thank you guys for tuning in today and diving into this mystery with us. Go check out our website if you want to see our sources, pictures, and other information from this episode at curlyconspiracies.com. 
You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok and search for the handle Curly Conspiracies. This podcast is brought to you by Magua Rin Productions. Brooke Sasser is a scriptwriter, host, and researcher. Holly Lowerman is a scriptwriter, host, and researcher. Chris Sasser Photography and Graphic Design. Roundtable Audio Productions. And the theme music is composed by Victor Wayne Music Production and Invado Market.